Edmonton in central Canada is a city which has seen strong economic growth. As a result, it's become a magnet for migrants from around the world. A priority for all of them is learning to speak English. Everything is in English. Everybody speaks English. Nobody can hear you if you speak your own language. If you, I need to go to the doctor, to see the doctor, to go to the supermarket, if you, I need to know some information, I have to speak English. The migrants in Edmonton come from many different countries and have a range of motivations for coming to Canada. I get married and I came to, to have a, a new life with my son and my husband. My homeland is Eritrea. Yeah, because there is a lot of political problems in Eritrea. So that's why I came to Canada. For some migrants, the fact that they already speak English is a factor that's influenced their decision to come to Canada. Since I'm comfortable with English, I did not see it as a barrier or a hindrance in coming here because I can understand and I can talk to anybody um, what I, whatever I want. So I think it, it somehow is a big factor, but not unlike the others who hardly speak English when they come here. So it's a little bit different with, with, with my situation, I think. But it is really a big thing that I know how to communicate and I know how to express myself in English. Really, when I was in my country, I didn't, uh, I didn't have the opportunity to learn English because in my country, when I was studying my high school, English no was obligation for the student. When I came here, I realized immediately that I had to learn the language because it's important for everybody to learn English, if you people want to be so successful in this country. I used to study in high school English in my own country. So when I, get, uh, when I came to Canada, it was not uh, very tough to listen English for me. But it, is, it was a bit hard to speak for me. The Mennonite Centre in Edmonton runs a range of schemes to help migrants improve their English so they can integrate and find work. A key is not just learning to speak English, but also adapting to the local culture. Our topics are all around settlement, uh, so some of that is very uh, pragmatic. Uh, things that newcomers need to know about this new society, but some of it is also uh, cultural. And, um, and what we are actually learning more and more is about how embedded culture and language are and how you can't pull them apart as, as easily as once thought. The Canadian government provides funding so that each new migrant can receive 1,200 hours of instruction in English. The program is known as LINK, Language Instruction for Newcomers to Canada. The main purpose of the LINK program is to give these students some English that they're going to be able to survive with outside this classroom. I thought it was a really good idea to have a great plan in place. 
Do you agree? Okay, can you tell me why you agree? It's a way to learn how to work with another kind of different people and with different opinion. Okay. Sometimes you can feel frustrating. Uh, <laughs> sorry, but it's true, it's difficult to put all the people agree with our opinion. Okay, but and that's one of the things we want to look at today, is we want to look at ways to express our opinion. And it's mm. impossible to agree with somebody <laughs> all the time. The LINK program starts with basic literacy and goes up to level 7. This is a level 4 class. Literacy is our first level, and literacy are people that go in there have, are not literate in their own language and uh, didn't have the opportunity to go to school and so on. So they're at a real basic level. They're learning alphabet and sounds and colours. When you go to link one, they're starting to work into, um, you know, putting a paragraph together, being able to say uh, in present tense, I am Karen Bradley, I teach at EMCN. So they're learning basic structure. And then in link two, they start adding on more grammar. So now we're going into past tense and link three will go into um, past tense irregular verbs and link four goes into the past perfect tense. So everything's, you know, gradual. When we want to agree with something, it's very simple to say, I agree. I hear that from you all the time, okay? Your right is another way of saying that. I can't just give them a grammar point. It doesn't work that way because they, they want grammar. Everybody wants the grammar, but you have to integrate it so that it becomes more functional for them and they see the use of it. So after me, please. I agree. I agree. You're right. You're right. I think so too. I think so too. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Nice. Okay. It's all about just supporting that confidence, giving them some language that's functional, encouraging them to go out into the community, get involved in something where they can speak English. In my opinion, if 30 years old is not enough to to get married, to get married because before 30 you have a lot of things to do. If you get married, you will be busy. You can't you can't go to school. Before I don't I didn't know how to how to speak briefly. No. Uh, and now I can speak without any problem. I can, I can, I can explain my idea. I can explain my emotion freely. One of the distinctive features of the teaching here is its respect for the migrants' own cultures. There used to be some pretty firm ideas about what was Canadian and what wasn't, and this is what you should learn if you want to be successful in Canada. And we're much less um, authoritarian about that now, about what are Canadian norms, because of our, our, our real movement to intercultural um, understanding and intercultural communication, so that becomes more of a conversation between different cultures and, and uh, a search for how we come together in a bigger richness than just you learn my culture, memorize it and move on. Another aspect of this is acceptance of the migrants' first languages. 
the rule was no other language but English in the classroom. You can't learn English well unless you drop your mother tongue. Now we understand very much that first language retention and um, uh, growth helps with learning English, that it helps with the whole literacy piece, that it helps with uh, healthy settlement and, and uh, engagement with the whole um, society. And so we have a, a, a demonstrated respect of first language even within our very beginner English language classes. The strong economic growth in Edmonton, built largely on the oil industry, is drawing people in from other parts of Canada as well as abroad to fill the new professional jobs that are being created. Walking into Canada from somewhere else in the world is already different, but walking into an office building compared to an office building or whatever work you had in your home country is completely different. Companies are finding here in Alberta anyway is that there are many students from different countries who are very good skill-wise but they don't have the communication skills. So some of them aren't even allowed to answer a phone call from a client. They're never allowed to write a letter. Um, and so they won't move up the ladder. Now, lesson number 1A, how does the author of each email begin the letter? What kind of things do you notice about that? The Mennonite Centre also receives funding from the provincial government for a bridging programme which is aimed at professionals like accountants to give them the communication skills they need to thrive in the workplace. It was uh, indirect for uh, her uh, purpose. Uh, I mean, she didn't mention the purpose in the beginning, you know. So she didn't strictly declare her purpose? She didn't yeah. really? And do you think that may have had something to do with the fact that she didn't get the Albert Tan worked as a bank manager before he came to Canada and is hoping these lessons will help him to return to a professional job in the future. When I came here last November, I landed a job immediately, but it was the blue-collar job. I said, this is not my kind of, the kind of job that I want to for the rest of my life here. And what did we say on Thursday about Catherine's attitude when she was writing that? A little bit irritated? Yeah. A little bit irritated because... She requested three times before <laughs> she was after the point. That's why probably she's a little bit irritated now. The concept is that we're aiming to bring the workplace into the classroom and making people believe as much as humanly possible that they are actually in an accounting workplace or an engineering workplace. So that the materials in the lessons are accurate and replicate what's really happening in the workplace, the centre sends out researchers to gather up-to-date data of workplace practices. I think uh, everybody was quite polite, but uh, each one has his own style to communicate. And uh, the difference is uh, the style of uh, the communication. Uh, A key element of these lessons is understanding the culture of the workplace and how language is used in different contexts, which is challenging to teach. They know what payroll is, they know what double entry bookkeeping is, they know, they know all these things. That's not really the issue for them. Um, the issue is um, when you know, they call somebody up in another department and, and they say, Oh, hello, Lee, so what are you going to waste my time with today? 
and they, you know, how do you respond to that? What does it mean? What's the cultural context of that? You know, we understand that that is the person being friendly, um, being helpful, um, really relaxing with you. Um, and you know, you've, you've made some progress in the organization if people address you in that way, rather than in a, in a formal manner. Uh, but it's very difficult if you're, if you're not from the culture uh, to, to know what to do in, in that situation. There's really no such thing as, as language in a, in a cultural vacuum because, you know, it's, it's, it's a question of what you mean depends on the situation that you say it in. Um, you know, if, if I say, oh, that's interesting, or if I say, oh, that's interesting, it's totally different. I mean, that's, that's, that's a very clear-cut example. I think the real world is, uh, is much more subtle than that. I think the, the idea that you can learn language and then, you know, you, you, you put, the, put the culture on the top, like jam, um, doesn't really work. Uh, I think the more recent thinking on, on learning language is that you actually immerse yourself in, in that cultural context. Uh, and that's, that's where you learn the language and that's how you learn the language. We learn how to make our talking more persuasive. The dictions, the pronunciations, it's, it really helps a lot. It gradually helps me to move on to that kind of standard where everybody's expecting when you work here. I'm more at ease right now in talking in English rather than talking with the Filipino again and then talking in Tagalog. Now, it's, it's a lot better now. It's easier now.